Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And we have a very special, 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 extra special guest today. And uh, my friend and mentor and former uh, CEO of American Income Life. And uh, man, I can't even believe you're here right now, Roger. Thank you for coming to visit us and thank Love you it. for being here. Love it, man. Yeah, glad, I, th- I thought I, could be I here. thought Natalie was 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 made a mistake. You know, we were uh, we just Rogers in town. We we just uh, were coming up off our uh, fundraiser for Steel City Impact, and uh, you've always been supportive that way. I remember with Inspire Minds, you guys all flew in my first one that I had yeah. in the middle of nowhere, you know, in, in Youngstown. Yeah. But we had this uh, wine tasting event, fundraising for, for the kids. And and uh, Natalie, you know, I, tells me Jenny contacted her, uh, Roger's yeah. uh, uh, assistant, uh, longtime assistant who's still an assistant to our new CEO, Steve Greer. And, and she said she thought Roger was coming. And I said, Natalie, I don't think he's coming to this right now. I think he's talking about when his book comes out because you know we'll be talking about your book coming out sure, and all that sure. I, said, I think he's talking about april or something when his book's starting to drop he's gonna he ain't gonna come to this thing and you know i got so busy you know with everything now like no i think he's coming to this and you know when you're planning something like that it's just like a lot of hustle and bustle and i and it just slipped my mind for a minute you know that that uh that it was actually happening and and like when you actually when i saw you yesterday is when it was like, all right, I, I didn't believe you were I, coming until I saw it in person, <laughs> you know. And and uh, man, I'm just really <clears throat> grateful that uh, that we had the opportunity to to see you and some of my people meet you. You know, you're literally a legend, you know, for for American Income. You spent uh, over 40 years of your life, you know, with, with this company. And uh, looking forward to diving in a little bit with you and and uh, almost 20 years, 17, 18 years or so. Uh, at the corporate level with the company as president yeah. uh, or CEO. And so we're yeah. just really, really excited to, to have you, Roger. And, thank uh, you, son. And, did, and did listen, you, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for being you, you know, and, and I mean this sincerely, that what what you do and the way you give back to your community is <clears throat> is really one of the, the the core philosophies of American Income. And it's one of the philosophies that Mr. Rappaport, you know, tried to pass down to us. And, of course, you know, I tried to continue. Some people talk it and some do it. And the reality of it is very few really do it at the level that you do. So uh, I, I appreciate you, man, and I appreciate what you do. And it was really a pleasure and it was inspiring for me to come and, and, and see what you're putting together. Really, yeah. really yeah. inspiring to me. You know, I remember when, <clears throat> when uh, Marcus Smith, you know, who called my resume and was my first yeah. mentor here, you know, when, when uh, we first started getting going, I remember before I met you, he's like, man, you're going to love our, our, our CEO. You're going to love, you're going to love Roger. He's your type of guy. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know what that meant, yeah. you know, and until I started to get to know you and watch, you know, watch you and, and uh, see, the, the shoes that you wore, you know, the shoes just always had really, really sharp, sharp shoes and uh, a lot of swagger, you know, just the best, the, the glasses, the chrome hearts glasses, but this huge heart. And, and, and then I see the background of you of going from GED to CEO, which is what the book is, is going right. to be, you know, coming about. Can you give us a, just a brief, 
you know, synopsis, because uh, I want to pick your brain. But I think just for people to understand, you know, the the journey that you've had, like what did you ever see it, you know, that, that your life would turn out that way and maybe give them a brief, like what was your upbringing like and, and all the way from where you started to where, where you're yeah, at right no, now? Yeah, no, absolutely not. You know, I listen, I, I've, you know, I can't believe that I was still alive after 19, you know, so there were so many things that happened early on and, and um, um, you know, briefly, <clears throat> uh you know, my mom was a single mom trying to take care of, you know, uh, take care of the kids and everything. And, um, you know, was trying to work and therefore, you know, there wasn't really, you know, anybody watching over me a lot, which allowed me the freedom to unfortunately get in as much trouble as it is. And it's, it's kind of crazy because <clears throat> up until the time that I was like 13 and a half, I, I was a really good kid. I mean, I was... Uh, I was in the musical, you know, the junior high musical carousel. I was on the chess club. I was in the woodworking club. I was, you know, I was like, you know, I didn't get A's and B's, but I didn't get D's and F's. You know, I was like a, a normal kid. And then that summer, when I was 13 and a half, it's like, it's like a switch flipped. Uh, it also coincided with the hippie movement that was just starting. And to me, all of a sudden was, wow, these are my people. These are the people that could accept me and accept my values and so on. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the, the peace and the love lasted for a year, year and a half. And then from there, it went into drugs. And from there into, you know, very hardcore drugs and so on. So, um, you know, I I didn't do well in school afterwards. I got kicked out of school my first month that I was in high school because I wouldn't wear socks with my sandals or something that they wanted me to do, <laughs> you know. And then it was alternative school and alternative school, and, and the, none of it worked. And then, you know, for the next uh, three or four years of my life, I was basically on the streets and, you know, just trying to survive, you know. And... Um, I was fortunate my stepfather had started working for American Income about six months before I started. And he said, you know, Roger, I think you should try this. And I'm going, you know, first of all, I didn't want to disappoint him. I didn't want to be an embarrassment to him. And I was, you know, there wasn't mm, the chances of me being successful in my own mind uh, was, you know, was very negative. And, and uh, but I gave it a shot. And you know what? It, it, changed my life changed my life and and that uh, was at what age that was at 21 21, 21. years old you started 21. with with the yeah. company yeah and uh you know it's interesting i look back and there isn't anything that any part of my career that came naturally you know how they say well you're a naturally born salesperson you're naturally born this you're a naturally born leader I, I wasn't naturally born <laughs> at all to anything. You know, all of it was just learned, learned, learned behavior. And, um, you know, and then I went through, uh, we'll get into it more. Constant sure, not giving up and not, perseverance. you know, just keep. What, what would you, it's, like, it's like, who's standing last, you know? And, and the person standing last is the person that persevered. 
you know, all the way in your through, experience in our business blessing. and just business in general, you know, how much of that do you think plays a role in people's success of like that? Just the whole perseverance thing of like, who's I think it's, last? I, I would put that as the number one thing. I would put that as the number one thing. You're going to have that, obstacles. You're going to have adversities. Yeah. You know, it's Maxwell's failing forward. It's okay. I failed in this or, or this didn't work out. Great. What did I learn from it? Because the odds are the same circumstance happens again, but now how do I respond to that circumstance? Right. And, and each time you get better and better and better and better. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a long journey. It's a long grind. You know, people see you and they go, wow, man, I want that. And they think they're going to have it, you know, three, four years later. And they no, man, it's a grind. You, you, it takes a while to build it up. And then it takes even more effort to keep it up. Right. Right. So, yeah. so many, I feel like fall off and, and, and lose their way and give up on themselves in the middle of that process because it just is part of what it requires in order to go. Right. To, it's not an overnight you know, it's right. not an overnight thing. And and their picture isn't clear enough. Their vision. So, their vision. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if their vision isn't clear enough and it's not strong enough, then they're going to have all Easy these to other quit. things. Take, yeah. yeah. You know, hearing your story, you know, when people read the book and, you know, I remember you telling your story, just the whole story of, of American income, your journey. It's like, mm-hmm. it sounds like a, a 12 round, you know boxing match you know where it's like man you're woozy you're, you got hit and you stumbled and you got back up standing eight count and, and and at the end of it you know your your hands raised and you're victorious it was like a you know a battle yeah yeah what what would yeah, you I say played the rocky theme a lot when i was <laughs> really i did i love it they played in my car <laughs> what would what would you give to the you know people in business or in our business that are like at a point where they feel you know they're stuck or they feel you know, there's no hope because you, you have some of those moments of, of feeling like, man, it's always going to be this way or I'm stuck. And, you know, you, you start to right. doubt yourself a little bit. What would you say to to those people? What I, advice would I you think, give? Listen, I think, um, you know, we're going to probably talk a little bit about mentors in, in, in a bit. But, you know, one of the things that that uh, Mark McCandrew taught me was that. You know, nothing's as good as it seems and nothing's as bad as it seems. So, you know, your highs aren't really as high or shouldn't be. And your lows aren't as low. You know, this too shall pass. And and I think that if, if you keep that vision of where you want to be very, very clear. And it's interesting because for a, 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 long, a large part of my life, I talked the talk of success but the real picture of what i saw was you know somebody drugged drug addicted alone it was a really really negative picture but i kept on talking that picture so it's not the picture that you say to everybody else it's that picture way way down deep inside and that is the picture that you have to change if you want to find success. And so if that picture's strong, then, you know, then whatever stutter steps that you have, whatever failures that you're going to have, listen, we've all said it a hundred times. If it was easy, everybody would have it, right? Right. It's not easy. Right. This is hard. Start right. with that premise. Know that you're going to have failures along the way. 
and that those failures will lead you to more successes. Amen. Yeah. What, what, what struggles would you say that you, that you remember that stand out to you as, as a CEO? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I tend to have block the struggles and just think of the triumphs <laughs> but yep. but but I will say that starting off was it was really really hard I mean it was transition yeah well first of all there was a few transitions number one I was I was used to running my own shop right and all of a sudden now I was in a corporate world um, it was a corporate world that I didn't really understand. And um, at times, especially when I would get into like the financial report, the financial meetings, you know, um, literally I felt like, like a, uh, you know, a kid in school doesn't know how to read, you know, and he's trying to bluff his way through. Yeah. There were many times that that, that, that was the way I felt. I remember Debbie Gamble talking to me in the very beginning and she, she, you know, we had to do things and, and she was going, okay, well, what do you want to do with this? And what do you want to do with that? And I said, Debbie, I, I don't have a clue. So listen, you just keep doing what we've been doing <laughs> till I can figure this out. And, and, you know, and it's, there's an important note there. And that is that oftentimes you hear people say, well, you know, listen, I'm just not ready yet. And the reality of it is, is that for anything that is a challenge, for anything that that is going to take you out of your comfort zone, you're not going to be ready. Never ready. You get ready in the position, mm. and that's what happened with me. But but it was not easy. It was a struggle. I remember thinking, God, if I had any stock in Torchmark, which was what it was called at that time, I would have sold it because well, I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know why anybody's going to follow me at this point. Um, what would you say carried you then in that moment before you, you know, cause I saw you really comfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what? I think that I started to have a series of successes. So things that I thought should work did work and they didn't work all the time, you know, but they worked the majority of the time. And I think those you know, things. the reality of it is, is that, listen, I know that there's, there's no self-made man that, you know, I, listen, I can only look back at my life, look back at this career and say, thank you, God. Thank you for, you know, watching over me. Thank you for blessing me. And I'll yeah. try to bless other people. Yep. You know, speaking but, of that, you know, not self-made, you know, one of your mentors was the founder of, of our company, Bernard Rappaport. Um, what things stick out to you that you grabbed that, that, that uh, helped you in the company or maybe even today that you learned from B. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was really, really fortunate, Simon, because I, I happened to have three mentors that, that really, really changed my life. Um, you know, Bernard um, taught me about the social injustices of the world. I was, I was, I was fortunate because my mom had also, you know, taught me, but, but Mr. Rapport really solidified about what was happening and that, you know, you're, you're only as good as the community that, that you're in. And if that community's suffering, then, you know, then, then everything's suffering. And so it's your, it's, it's your responsibility to, to, to put back into that. Um, I think that he taught me about patience, you know, um, gosh, I mean, we, we were wild. I, there's no other way to say it. We were a very young SGA body, and, and 
it was it was nuts and it was crazy and it was wild and he was extremely <laughs> extremely patient with us and i think he also just taught me about forgiveness in business you know which is important with with the people um i do want to say that that you know my stepfather you know was a great mentor as far as training and and you know he was the original uh charter member of the president's club and so, you know, wow. he taught me how to close. He taught me how to, you know, create rapport in the home, all of that. And that was big. And then, and then Mark McAndrew, who, who really taught me about data. And, you know, up until that point, we only knew one way. Emotion. Emotion. Yeah. Motivate with emotion. And, 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 and if it's negative, use emotion. Scream, you know. And he taught me about about data and using data, you know, in in for the for the negative parts of the business. Um, you know, he taught me to to respond and not react. You know, to actually look at what the issue is, and stop and think, and then respond to that issue versus versus emotionally reacting to that issue. You know, yep. and they, nothing's as good as it seems, and nothing's as bad as it seems. So, you know, I think that I think that you really, really have to seek out the mentors in your life, and because I don't think you can mentor other people unless you, you know, unless you seek that out. What What was it like to be able to to meet and and spend time with uh, Bill Clinton? You know, I listen. I and Jimmy Hoffa, yeah, like, you know some yeah, of those guys yeah. that you were. No, you know. it was uh, oftentimes I've looked back at my life and said, "Wow, I can't believe that I was, you know, sitting, met these people, with these people." Um, uh, one of the greatest experiences in my life is when I went to Israel with Jimmy Hoffa, his sister, his sons, um, and and it, it was. You know, Teamsters had always been involved in Israel, and um, the the father Hoffa uh, had an orphanage in Israel. And so, when I went with Jim, uh, they recreated the opening of the orphanage and stuff. And it was just it was an emotional experience. I remember talking to the grandsons, you know, who were grown at that time, and and I told them, I said, you know, listen, I was in New York City, and I saw a on a billboard. It says you know, do you know where Jimmy Hoff is or something? And and I was thinking, you know, as a grandson, how do you deal with that? How how do you deal with, you know, all the all the crap that goes on? And and how did you deal with it? Because they were in school at that time. And he said, you know, I dealt with it with my fists in the beginning, and then I learned how to do it with words. So, you know, it's, you you really get to know these people personally and and how much they are committed um, to doing right and doing right by working people. Um, you know, all the crap that went on with President Clinton and all that stuff didn't take away from his deep beliefs of, of, of social injustice and trying to do that same thing when I met uh, uh, President Obama. And, you know, and I met him when he was a senator you know, running on the second term and getting ready to run for president. And, and you know, the deep, deep, sincere passions about about working people and, and communities and so on. That It's just, that was a real pleasurable part of my career. The journey. So 
Roger, what what would you say are, you know, if, if any at all, um, any regrets you have, you could look back on uh, your career with, you know, American income, 40 plus years, any regrets? Um, yeah, I, um, I really don't have any regrets as far as the journey, because I think that that, I think like each mistake, each thing I kind of did wrong kind of led me to the next thing that I could do right. So I don't have that. My only regret was, um, I wish I had stuck around for the 250 million. You know, okay. I kind of like left yep. right before, right before, yep. right before that. And, um, um, yeah, if, if that would probably just be crossing that, that, that yeah, yeah that, that would kind of like be, the so we talked about but, it but, for but, so long, but you guys, but you guys went ahead and took care of business. So yep. <laughs> appreciate yep. it. Believe me. What, what would you say you're most proud of in your personal life? I would, I would think that my kids, you know, um, I think that I have a, a, a really good relationship with all my kids, and love um, it. Yeah, it's 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 really special for me. How would you describe, in a nutshell? And I know we covered some of it, but you know, if you had to just boil it down and explain to somebody what it takes to be successful in business, what would you, what would you say to them? I think that I I would I would. Mm. I would ask that question, but more of what it takes successful, uh, uh, what it takes to be a successful leader, which would then yep. lend itself yep. to the business, yep. and and I think that in that case, I think that you have to be visionary. I think it's so important that you have to see further than than everybody else that you're associated with, and if you can believe in in what you're seeing that vision if you set up the systems for the implementation of that vision and the inspection systems that it takes to make sure that the systems are doing exactly what you're doing you know um and and you're able to gain the trust so that you can have the influence uh then you have all the ingredients that are set up to be successful what sacrifices do you think need to be made to, to launch, to get off the ground, to get a business off the ground, to get your, you know, your, in your first few years or, you know, what, what sacrifices? Cause there's no real success without making some form of sacrifice. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, listen, I think that if you, if you look at it and say, okay, I'm not above any position in this business, you know, it's like, you're the, you're the cook, the busboy, the waiter. Well, it's the same thing. You know, if you're becoming an SGA, well, you better not be above, well, I got to go out in the field or I got to do this or I have to do that. You, you can't draw any lines in the sand. You got to be willing to do the dirty work, to do the dirty work and, and not just a little bit of dirty work. <laughs> you got to be willing to do a lot of dirty work. Yeah. yeah. Any, anything that you've learned you know, over, over the years that you could look back and say, man, you know, I wish I knew then 30 years ago, you know, what I, what I know now yeah. uh, as it applies to more business related things. Well, I, I don't know. I, I do think that, um, I do think that it's, it's really, really important to have a balance 
in your life. We talked a little bit about that in the car. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think that it's really important. You know, I think that that if you can balance your your family and balance your business and balance your spirituality and 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 balance you know your your physical and 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 keep that all in balance um that 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 leads for success and happiness and you know mind what? body spirit you got family it. yeah uh, you know uh, you can be successful, but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily happy. And no I doubt. think that the more balance you can find on it and focusing on having that balance, I think the more happiness that you'll find with your success. How do you, how do you, how do you do that? Like how would somebody apply that of like, man, I'm trying to grow something. There's a certain amount of effort, you know, right. that's required. There's a certain right. amount of commitment time Correct. necessary. How do I, how do I accomplish that? So, <laughs> Okay. So I think that that being present becomes very important. So if 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 I'm in my business mode, then I am going to be present in my business mode. If I am in my family time, I'm going to be present in my family time. This is this is my time with you, with my kids, with my wife, and I'm present. If I'm working out, I'm not taking calls when I'm working out. I'm not, this is this is my time physically for me. If I'm at church, so it's not. I'm not focusing on anything else except my spirituality. So, so I think it's being present in the moment that allows that. Love it. Yeah, I really love that. It takes discipline. Yeah. To, to zone in for that moment, for and not sure. get distracted either way. For sure. Um, you know, having having success, having a title, having influence, having, you know, tons of people that you're responsible for, um, it comes with critics, you know, oftentimes. No. You come, come with some critics and no. people that don't like you. Really? <laughs> Sometimes. How disappointing. Very rarely, but mm -hmm. once in a while. <laughs> How have you been able to handle uh, when you did have, you know, critics or, or people that, you know, hated you or hated on you or... You know, yeah. how did you learn to handle that? Okay. So, you know, first I had to differentiate whether they were, whether they just didn't understand where I was trying to go or if they were just going to hate on me no matter what, right? So, so I felt that it was part of my responsibility to make sure that I spent the time so that they understood what my vision was, why I had the vision, why it was important for this change. Then if they kept on and they just wanted to hate, then, you know, then I just had to have the attitude like, well, okay, really, who gives a, you know, because I, I, can't, I can't get off my mission because of the chatter. And there's always going to be the chatter. If, if you're good, somebody's running at you. And, and a lot of times those people aren't playing fear. So, yeah. so, so as long as you're aware of it and you know it, you know, then it's just, it's just like chatter in the background. You just, you know, boy. how have you learned or how would you suggest for people to, to learn? You know, every time I think I have this mastered, 
you know, my emotions take over once in a blue moon and I realize that I don't have it mastered, but I've come mm -hmm. so far. Mm -hmm. And and then I have the opportunity to mentor other people, you know, on their journey. And mm -hmm. I, and I see, you know, the first thing is, you know, like you said, is, is it, do they just not understand? Or is the first thing, let me look at myself and say, ask myself, maybe, is there something I can learn? Are they right? Is there part of it that, you know, that's, that's sure. not necessarily hating on me, but they're, but they're right. But once you sort through that and it's really, you know, there's not really anything that you could find or, you know, you could learn something from everything. But mm -hmm. when you, when you could really identify, it's just, you know, people that have ill will for you or, or, mm -hmm. or jealous of you or hate on you. Mm -hmm. I mentor people, you know, as they go through this for the first time, as I did, mm -hmm. you know, how did you learn to do that? Like, how do you, like, it's easy to say, well, I've just learned to chatter to, you know, mm -hmm. block it out mm -hmm. in, in maybe now, but you know, people well, are just it, learning this, you know, how do you handle that? Listen, you know, I, 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 I believe in that philosophy of, you know, either get on the bus or get off the bus. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, you know, you're with me or you're against me. I, I don't know another way to put it. So, so I will put out the effort for, to try to have you with me because I want you with me. But if you're not going to be with me, then you are now a cancer. And I'm not going to let you spread your disease to the rest of the organization. So, you know, there was quite a few people that um, that retired, you know, or I might have asked to or suggested. I, listen, we I turned over 50% of the SJ body mm. in the first year that I was running the company. So, you know, either come with me or or don't. Yep. And that's kind of the way that uh, that I dealt with it. Did did uh did that answer your question? I think it did. <laughs> I think it did. Perfect balance of it actually. Did did you ever, you know, see or could you ever imagine yourself, you know, when you were at rock bottom, you know, being the CEO and, you know, retiring with, you know, the life that you were able to to retire with? Never. Never could see it. Never no, I, I mean, no, I didn't, I, you know, for many, many years of my life, it was a very destructive picture. So for sure, I couldn't see it then. Um, and then, you know, um, I think that, that, you know, what happens is as you get more and more successes, then at least for me, you know, it was like, oh, wow, oh, I can do this. Oh, wait a second. I, I really... I, I can really lead this. I can achieve this goal. I can affect this many people. I can inspire this many people. I can teach people about giving back. I, you know, all yep. these things that, that I could actually do. That stands out to me, you know, too. I think when you talk about balance, one of the balance balances that I saw you lead mm -hmm. with uh, mm -hmm. that I admire is your, your balance to be able to um, retire people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need to encourage them to retire, mm -hmm. but also have such a heart, you know, for people to, to, to forgive people and to um, be able to work with people, you know, that were struggling or had in a, uh, a situation like you would, you would, you, you had that perfect balance of, man, he has such a huge heart and a soft heart, but yeah. he's not soft. He'll cut you in a minute. It's like, yeah. man, what a, what a, what a balance. And, and then your heart for always giving, you know, to, to people, man, there's like, man, he's 
moments. You know, it's we were joking in the car. I was saying, man, sometimes I could I can't remember what I did last week. You know, <laughs> what I said last week. But there's like very significant things that I can remember of people and things that happened in my life. Like one of the moments I you know I remember at convention. Um, I think your father was there. Your stepfather was uh-huh. there. Bernard was there, and I and I, and I uh, I was real young in the business. A couple years in, and and uh, I loved your chain. You know, you had that dagger, and the I dagger, still have yeah. it. I should have brought it today. <laughs> the Chrome Hearts dagger <laughs> chain, which is why Marcus saw. You know, it was one of those things. It's like, man, what a balance. You know, he's like, he's such a business person, but he got a little thug in him. You know, and and uh, I love that chain, and I I complimented you, and 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 I came downstairs. You know, to, we were outside, and and you walked up to me and gave me the chain. You know, gave me that chain, and and I've had that chain for. 14 years yeah. you know since, since you gave me that chain and the first time that we uh i kicked off eight years ago uh my first fundraiser when i ever thought about doing a youth program and stuff to watch mark mcandrew former ceo of Torchmark, and you and, and jim and so many people get on a plane and teammates and players you know around yeah. me coaches get on a plane you know and there's no real like flights that are going straight to youngstown you know you gotta like it's it's a it's a <laughs> hustle you know to get to youngstown and, and that you would come out there and, and do that. And then same, same with, you know, just you showing up at something like, like this, you know, recently, your heart for, for giving, you know, and, and uh, leading by example has inspired me a ton. You know, the, Thank you. I've given the chain off of my neck to people to yeah. hope to give the feeling to them yeah. that you gave, you know, to me, there's people yeah. in this office walking around with my chain, you know, <laughs> perm, you've seen me, you know, give my chain to people. And yeah. that started, yeah. you know, started Thank with you. you. Thank you. And uh, I really appreciate that. And I, I think uh, people are really going to benefit from learning your journey. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about the book that's getting ready to come out. Uh, your book that's that's coming out is called From GED yeah, to most, CEO. Most unlikely leader, an unbelievable journey from GED to CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. A lot of people, a lot of people are going to find inspiration from this. A lot of parents are going to want their children to read this. There's a lot of people that are going to find hope in uh, in that journey, in in that uh, never quit, you know, attitude. I I, I hope so. Super excited for you. My purpose in you know hoping that I could inspire people and and uh, when's the book come out? So yeah, like every other industry. Uh, today there are distribution problems got you but uh maybe by summer yeah no no it's uh may 14th i believe is uh is a published date okay so yeah hopefully so we got a we got a paper shortage we got a a hard date okay yeah we got a hard date on that and um you know i'd love to come out and as we get closer to that visit with your agency can't wait you know sit and talk to the agents and uh you know i love you man i think i think you know, if I had to take a prototype of a person and say, you know, this is this is what an SJ, this is what a business leader in a community should look like, man, that it would be your picture, it'd be you. It is. You're just you're a remarkable uh, human being. Appreciate it. Yeah. it. Means a lot coming from you. How would somebody go about um, uh, following you or following your journey or you know any of that? I I know uh, you're super young at art at heart and always uh, have that swag but yeah, i know my, you're new to the social media telling me that <laughs> you're on social media right now i am I on think. social media and uh is it peter, just roger smith peter would have to tell me what that is <laughs> peter's with us so <laughs> peter how would they get a hold of uh, roger smith ceo on instagram and on tiktok roger smith ceo 
on Instagram. Yep. And we got him on TikTok. Yep. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And then, and then the most unlikely leader is the book page. The most unlikely leader yep. is, is the book. Yeah, and it's on Amazon as the most unlikely leader as well. It's on Amazon? Okay. They could they could pre order it right now. Yeah. Sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Well, Raj, I just want to say thank you for uh for taking time out and getting on a plane and coming to support and thanks for joining us on uh on an episode of the Grindcast. Yeah, we love we it, appreciate man. having you. Yeah, love it. So Pleasure. if this helped anybody, please share it so we can continue to inspire people. Uh stay tuned on uh Roger Smith's book soon to come out. And uh thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day. Look. Thanks for joining us again on, on another episode of the Grindcast. If if, uh, if you're looking for extra help, extra mentorship, or you know somebody that does, uh, just this past year, my partner Marcus Smith and I, uh, who was the guy that started me uh, into business, called my resume and was one of my first mentors, uh, my partner Marcus and I opened up Cash Money Mentoring, uh, something that would provide an affordable way you know, for people at all different walks of life, different businesses, different stages of their life and career for us to be able to in-person live um, mentor folks and help them. You know, I got so many messages um, on Instagram and social media, so many people asking for, for time. And I, I, I hated that I had to say no, that we found a way to, to, to say yes. And so every month we're spending a few hours with, with people. So head over to cashmoneymentoring.com. And uh, thank you, as always, thank you for uh, the time that you've invested with us. And uh, let's get it.